spilled something on myself. Oh my god, I hope you weren't wearing cashmere. What was it? Well, it wasn't cranberry sauce. But on boom. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, it's your favorite final boy and girl, Alex and Emily, coming at you in a new episode of Gag Me With a Knife, a weekly podcast where we dissect, disembowel, and shred the best and worst slasher movies. This month has been renamed the Month of Blood, as our podcast will be highlighting slashers with blood in the title. So for today's episode, we're going to be gagging on 1987's Blood Rage. As always, Emily has the original and priceless VHS copy, so let's hear what the back of that box says. Todd and Terry are twins, blonde, cute as buttons, bright and identical in every respect, except one exception. One of them is a murderer. It all started one night at the drive-in when a teenager was slaughtered in the back seat of his car while his girlfriend watched. Todd was found guilty for the heinous crime and locked away in an asylum. Years passed and Terry lived happily with his mother, who smothered him with enough love for the two sons. All was fine until one night when they received news that Todd escaped. The nightmare begins once again, and out of its forbidding darkness steps a maniacal killer, raging for blood. But when the witch brother is the killer, the truth may not be seen until it's too late. 1987. What are your thoughts? <laughs> okay, so this is like a soap opera slasher with twins. Mental, ho mental hospitals. Mental hospital. I was so and, excited. And, and copious amounts of self-pity, wine, and sexual frustration. Um, but like, first of all, I want to preface our discussion by saying I was scared once again of a movie being somewhat terrible because of uh, the title that I saw on the credits is not what I clicked to watch. So I had to look it up. And then sadly was confirmed that I learned this is yet another movie with multiple titles. So in addition to blood, did, did it say slasher? We, yeah, we have slasher. Okay. We have nightmare, nightmare, shadow woods. And then we had another working title called the complex. So, you know, when they can't pick a title or there's multiples, I guess. Well, scared. the nightmare one was supposed to be able to be a play on nightmare on Elm street, but I, I get scared. Um, and then so sec <laughs> secondly, this movie exemplifies the biggest dickhead douchebag brother of the century award. Um, so much chaos in this movie, but I really did enjoy it. Uh, what, what are your first thoughts? Um, I've watched it twice. I watched it probably about five or six months ago for the first time. And I was only like halfway paying attention. So when I finished it, I was like, eh, it's fine. I mean, what, like, I, I didn't hate it, but I wasn't like, I thought the deaths were cool, but I was just like, okay, whatever. So I watched it again, preparing for this podcast. And I liked it a whole lot more this time around. Um, I thought that as much as the character, uh, the actor that plays the twins can be a bad actor, he can also be really good at it because he is, he is really good at, um, even with his facial expressions and stuff, for you being able to tell which twin he is. I um, also loved Louise Lasser from Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. I thought her character was hilarious and bonkers. And I thought the characters were likable enough, like the teenage characters. And the deaths were by far the icing on the cake. They were really, really good. So those are my thoughts. Yeah, and I love the mother too. And I remembered her growing up. There was a movie I used to watch as a kid, and I know I shouldn't have, as in most movies. It was called Frankenhooker. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. So for people who don't know, it's about a medical student. He like has um, his 
he his girl fiance gets her head cut off like during like a lawn mowing accident or something and so he's trying to like build her a new body made out of all these um sex workers out of manhattan and anyway it's it's frankenhooker i mean it, it is what the title is but he's she's the mother in that too um so i thought that i loved her i thought that she was better. She was the best part of the movie for me, other than some of these cool deaths and the the super rad like synthy, heavy bass beats. Like I love the score. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um. Um. But as for the, which I think we're gonna use as our outro, like for every single YouTube exclusive. I think we're gonna use the theme for this song as oh, the nice. outro. Yeah. Nice. And 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 as for what you said about the um. The guy, uh, Mark Soper, Soper, whatever, playing both Todd and Terry. So, yeah, he did do them differently. He made better facial respects. Like, one of them seemed kind of – one of them seemed kind of scared. He was free. better as uh, – he was better as Todd than he was at, ter uh, at Terry. But, I mean, I think that Terry lent – the character lent itself to be more ridiculous. So Yeah, he was supposed to be kind of like this – yes, like – I don't even know. Again, sexual, fresh, sexually frustrated, mentally unstable psycho, psycho murderer. I mean, he was supposed to be like that. And the other one looked scared. And, you know, you know, the whole point. Well, we'll get to it in a second. But so right when the movie starts, you know, we're going into this drive in and it's got a cool little bop at the beginning. And there's. Ted Raimi is a well, yeah, cameo yes. in that play. So uh, the guy giving out condoms in the beginning, I thought it, condoms, yeah. I thought it was, I looked, I, I didn't know it was Ted Raimi at first. I thought it was Wormser from Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh, it's Wormser. And I was like, no, it's Ted freaking Raimi. Yeah. And so, it was you know, his like first role. Yeah. So Sam Raimi's younger brother. And he was also, yeah. And my husband instantly recognized him from Sequest. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Of course he would, because he likes that. I mean, is I that like the one too. that is that the one that kid that killed himself was on that was in Ladybugs? Well, how about uh, we, how about we also say he was, you know, Bill Denbro in it? Okay, you know, well, Jonathan no, Brandis. yeah, Jonathan yeah, Brandis. Jonathan Brandis, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I like so, him in Ladybugs more. So then, after we, this guy's handing out condoms in the bathroom. Then it's like everybody from teenagers to adults is like getting high and having sex at this drive-in. This is like not the drive-in that I went to growing up. Like, I mean, everybody was boinking their brains out. It was bizarre. Yeah. Um, and then it flashes forward to even there's this woman, and she looks a little older than she is because she has her hair like in these like cutesy like Mary Bo Mary Peep or is that her name Mary Peep or Mary Bo Peep? Or Bo Bo Peep. It's just Bo Peep. Th yeah, that's it. I don't know why I'm getting married. Because Mary had a little lamb. Oh, there we go. Yeah. There, so. there, I mean, two people with sheep. Of she's some got sort. like sheep herding hair clips. That's what I thought about in her hair. And she's giving off sheep herd realness. That's what it is. And um, she starts making out with this guy. And he's like, she's like, my kids. And he's like, they're asleep. And then the kids wake up and you hear him in the background go, mom's at it again. So, so I guess mom's a little promiscuous. That's not a shock to her, you know, her children. <laughs> So, yeah, so that, you know, for those who haven't seen this, that that's what we're going to, you know, quickly go through um, when actually there Todd is still asleep. Terry wakes him up. Right. Ter and let's go ahead and get this out of the way. Terry is the bad twin. Terry is the bad twin. So what after Terry sees this, he wakes Todd up and they, they sneak out of the car mm -hmm. and they go up to some random car where a guy's having sex with a girl and Terry has a hatchet from where I don't know. I guess he got it from the back of the car. Yeah, he picked it up at the back of someone's truck. I don't understand why people are. Yeah, like, it, uh, whatever. Hey, it, it's any any confusion we have. It's fucking Jacksonville. I'm just saying. That's, 
Oh, that is true. It's filmed in Florida. So no disrespect. Um, I love my Jacksonville. Yeah. Well, I mean, but there's, I mean, there's a reason that something weird happens in Florida on everyone's birthday. So, um, so Terry hatches the teen having sex with his girlfriend and then blame him. After he does that, he like wipes blood onto Todd and he gives Todd the hatchet. So he's able to blame Todd because Todd is too traumatized to speak. And then he is sent to a mental hospital. Yeah, I guess that seriously, like the, I don't know if, the, if he had suffered trauma from watching his twin murder somebody or just seeing a dead person or being like, dude, bro, we're bros. You just literally fucking fucked me over here. So he goes catatonic and goes into the mental hospital. <laughs> So 10 years later, we're back at the mental hospital, which I think was a scene that they had taken out of the original night. The original cut when it first came out was the nightmare, uh, that nightmare at Shadow Woods. And mm-hmm. if they had taken this out, I wouldn't understand what the hell was going on. But um, I don't know if they took out the whole scene. I know they had taken out where the mom was going to visit. So I guess it would have been the whole scene. Um we got that really weird overdub of the doctor talking, which is kind of unnecessary. It but. was super unnecessary, except I liked when she said, and due to my experience in calming down lunatics or whatever, she was yeah. like, hostile patients or whatever, I was able to subdue the mother. <laughs> so, yeah, who, who is, who is, you know, the, maybe the biggest lunatic of all. So, but, but can we, or, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. I was going to say my favorite part of this whole scene though, is when she gives him a pumpkin pie. Oh, and he just like just he opens it. he opens it up. And he starts smushing it in his hands, and I'm like, okay, he's he is maybe he's on some heavy. It made like, me want predations. to like get clean. I was like, that is a yeah. mess. Then he stands up and he pulls a Ricky from Sleepaway Camp. You know when Ricky he's like, well, it's the water balloon scene on the roof or whatever. Oh my god, and, yeah. And he shakes his head real fast and whips it away. He he no he does that and um he he does that then and then he also does it when he has the cowboy hat on, or like. Uh, Oh, God. After the cowboy the hat dance. fight. Um, yeah. Like, well, let's let's get you out of here before uh, your mouth gets you into many more trouble. And then he do like quickly just like turns away. So Todd does this, but at the, he adds he and he ups the ante a little bit by slinging this pumpkin pie all over the wall, which is like a foot and a half in front of him. And it is I was I was dying. It was so funny. And the mom's just sitting there like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> And all the while, the doctor is trying to explain to the mom that she doesn't think Todd, uh, she does not think Todd did this. She thinks Terry's done it. Yeah, it's like he started talking again and remembering and ex- expressing his his memories of that night, and she's not believing her. And yeah, the mom has- does the which is, I mean, I get that it's kind of hard to believe because you've had the, like it's a lot. You've you've had the wrong son in the hospital for so long, but like, <clears throat> come on, like. Right. Don't don't like I don't know the whole movie that you will get to that. Yeah. Like the fact that she just doesn't want to believe it. The fact that she clearly for some reason this whole movie has Todd still not not literally but figuratively feeding at her nips the whole movie. You mean Terry? Sorry, God damn it. We're gonna do. I'm gonna do that eventually. Yes, Terry. Terry. She has. She's like obsessed with Terry. She's obsessed. Yeah, and he's obsessed with her. Oh, yeah, I know. So yeah, okay. we so after this scene, um, we cut to a Thanksgiving dinner where it is um, they're in the mom's apartment. She lives in an apartment complex. I guess he does live with her, but like it seems like everyone else has kind of been away at college or something. So, I mean, it never really says, but 
in all the synopses, it says he lives with her. But, you know, he could very well have been in college and, like, come home and been visiting for Thanksgiving. But anyway. Right. So he's there with um, his mom. Uh, her name is Maddie. Mm-hmm. Um, her The mother's boyfriend, who also happens to be the landlord. Um, and his name is uh, what's his name Brad, yeah. And then so uh, some random girl named Andrea that also lives in the complex. And then Terry's girlfriend Karen, who had been in, I think you know she had been away and come back. And during that dinner, Mom announces that she's marrying the landlord Brad. And Terry's super weird about it. So uh, and, that, well, I mean, what I think what brings up the weirdness is that he starts toasting their engagement with milk. Oh yeah, because he's a, just, he's such this, a tea, he's like a really obnoxious self righteous teetotaler. Yeah, the whole so like movie. he doesn't drink. He gets really he kills that one person. He doesn't like his mom. You know their mom's at it again. Then he kills this one dude and his girl having sex. And so this is just the start of like he's really overly I don't know self righteous is that the word? There's something yeah, wrong. Well, but, yeah, but yeah, he's, but yeah sancti- he's for sure sanctimonious. There we go, um, sanctimonious. And then you know, but then he murder is not above him, but or beneath him. But he's going to toast with milk, doesn't drink the whole movie, and he really gets offended when there's, like, anything about sex brought up. So then right after this toast, I guess, or uh, some, like, I mean, shortly after, they get a phone call, and, or the mom goes to pick it up, and she gets Terry <laughs> in there. And they, uh, she's got a phone call from the hospital that says that Todd has run away from the mental hospital. Yeah. And she's like, just don't, you know, don't say anything when we go oh back to the table because, please say it. Yeah, like, please, yeah, she's like, say please it. don't say anything because... Um, you know, I don't want to ruin Thanksgiving dinner. Well, as soon as they sit down, he's like, well, my crazy brother escaped the middle hospital. Yeah, he goes, my psychotic brother just escaped. Can you pass the green beans, please? <laughs> like, literally, like, no pause, just went right on. <laughs> so, uh, the doctor and I, and, and okay, I, I guess it's a, like, soon after the doctor. Very soon after, they just show up. The doctor and his her weird assistant, Jackie. Mm-hmm, her weird, the, yeah, he's super weird. Yeah, and he has like a taser, and when the mom comes out, she's like, again! And can we also talk real quick, when he showed up, and he was wearing Nike, I was like, is this an ad for Nike? Yo, like, no, everybody's I wrote, wearing I wrote this, fucking I wrote Nike. This, there is so much product, Nike product placement in this movie. Yes, um, everybody's wearing Nike. So uh, they show up because they think that they think that Todd is coming has come to the complex, mm-hmm. and so they're looking for him. At this point, Brad goes. Uh, Brad tells them that he'll help them. It, he like explains the the lay of the land, I guess, mm-hmm. and then he goes to his office. Yeah, and by the way, ten acres is not that big. I mean, I guess this is an apartment complex, but he's like, oh, we got ten acres. They could be you could search ten acres in a half an hour. Like, yeah, it's not I that know big. my farm. Yeah, our farm is like fifty something, and yeah. I can. Yeah. Walk that in like you know twenty minutes, but okay. But right when the doctor shows up, she goes, "I'm the doctor," and then the mom goes, "Oh my god, did you find him?" And she just nope again, no pause. She's like, "No, I haven't even looked yet." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's I like, mean, no, I just got here, bitch. I mean, like she goes, I, and she like she like shoes her hand, like waves it, like you know, no, I haven't even looked yet. And then like she's just got her henchman over there or whatever, just has a gun. Like okay. <laughs> And okay, did did this whole time like the doctor? I would think that she'd be a little more like apprehensive about Terry, but but did she actually think it was Terry? I mean, she thought it was Terry, right? Yes. So she thought it was him. So she didn't even flinch. She didn't even. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, why wouldn't you like do something about that? Because she's so confident that it is 
not Todd that she's like, I'll be fine. Don't worry, Jackie. You go there. I'm going into the woods. She's like, but wait, give me the gun. What about Terry? Exactly. Like, what about Terry? Like, don't be afraid of him. But she's not so, afraid. But she's not afraid. But then she still wants the gun. Which and is then, weird. and then they immediately, uh, she and Jackie immediately split up. So yeah. And then we cut to. And then we cut to Brad is in his Brad. office. Yeah. And um, he's drinking a, I think it's Old English or something. Is it an Old English? I think something like that. It was a weird name, and it had like that Gaelic font. But yeah, I think it was Old English. So yeah. he's drinking a beer. Uh, tear. Uh, And we hear that Terry, sentence with the sweet beats, and we're like, oh, yeah, Uh-oh. yeah sorry, I was, I had written the wrong name. Terry, uh, so Terry comes in, he chops Brad's hand off, and it just shows this like cool shot of the hand still Twi- like grasping, yeah. like twitching with the beer. Yeah, and then he splits his head open with the machete. So, and like, the, there's really good blood effects in this movie. Yeah, Very the good. effects are great. The effects are. So, probably like the best reason to watch the movie, honestly. Mm-hmm. But um, and and at this point too, we have seen Terry kind of like, or maybe we just see him right after this. Sorry, Todd, right after this, and both of the twins. Now, albeit they're different, but they're both wearing blue and white striped shirts. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding well, for me? For now, for now, for now. And but the whole movie, we know it's we know the difference because Todd always has like a little. Permy hair and yeah, his hair is like uh it, well yeah Todd's and hair's, Terry's Todd's is, hair. Terry's is as uh blow drawn and 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 super yeah. lush yeah so after the Brad situation Terry finds uh he walks up on Jackie and at first I think Jackie is like you want to like smoke some weed or something and yeah. he's like nope oh. and yeah then he like I think he stabs him in the gut yeah and then. Jackie grabs Terry or yeah, grabs Terry's shoulder, kind of leans into him, and he's like, ah! like the scream he did. In oh his yeah, ass. his scream is good. But right before you know, um, Terry walks up. Jackie's going, he's a lunatic, lunatic, and I'm like, I wonder he's singing Maniac. lunatic to the song Maniac. Yeah, um, and I was like, okay. And then when Terry walks up, um. He's pulling like an Angela sort of at the end of Sleepaway Camp 3 where he's got the gun behind his back, her back, but he's yeah. a machete. Yeah. And I'm like, first of all, that's super weird, dude. And then right before he gets stabbed, uh, Jackie's like, I just can't. I just like can't get over how much y'all look alike. And I'm like, you're fucking twins. What do you mean you can't yeah, get over it? Yeah, why can't you get over it? Like, I mean, they're not, they're not fraternal twins. They're identical twins. Right. Like they're, which like, is the word identical would be indicative of looking exactly the same. Right. He's like, I just can't get it. Or they're trying to make it sound like he's high after three seconds of his first toke. I don't know. <laughs> so after his death is my favorite. Death. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. Go into it. Queen. So Terry oh. finds Dr. Berman and he cuts her in half. Then he changes out of his bloody shirt and puts on a sweet tank top. But this, uh, he, you didn't like the tank top. I liked the tank top. Um, it cuts. It cuts away to to something else. But then when it cuts back, and her body is like in half. In half. It is amazing. Like, did Jason Voorhees ever cut somebody in half? Like, maybe. I mean, I maybe, know. maybe, but it wasn't shown. But yeah, but, but so I was like, oh my, because like I didn't expect it to come back and her legs be separated from her torso. Like it was a yeah. total. It was amazing. Like it was yeah. so shocking. 
Um, Apparently, they had wanted to make um, originally wanted it to look like the legs were running, still trying to run away for like a short period of time, but the effect didn't like they like filmed a bit. Of, I don't think the effect looks stupid. Like, I think it looks stupid or done something like that. I don't uh, but um, so after that, Terry, after Terry's <laughs> changed into his uh, sweet tank top, he or sleeveless shirt, he goes to the apartment where Andrea, that random girl that was at Thanksgiving dinner, is babysitting for um, this woman named Julie, who's on Julie. a date, who's on a date with this guy named Bill. And she has a baby. So um, Andrea's babysitting. And Terry oh, goes. So Terry real, goes over there real quick, because um, this is going to be something a pattern throughout the movie. We've between um, Jackie's death and Doctor Berman's death, it cuts to my favorite scene of the whole movie, which is all of a sudden you see Maddie, the mom, just sitting on the kitchen oh, floor with yes. the fridge open, all of the Thanksgiving leftovers out, and she's just shoveling food in her mouth. So it's while we, yeah, while we go, like, I will continue going through, like, the big points, but just note that in between these scenes, you see the mom doing, like, she's become totally OCD. So the first time you see her, she's sitting in front of the, she's sitting in front of the refrigerator, just like mm -hmm. stuffing her face with the Thanksgiving leftovers. Then right. another, another time you see her well, right um, drinking drinking next, wine and vacuuming. Yeah. Well, the next thing is she's, she, she's trying to call the police or the operator and she's literally, no, she's, the operators after the, no, party. no. She no she she calls the operator to it no that's when she's on the couch this is when she, well she's on the couch twice this oh is, okay the she calls couch, the operator the one is she calls that one after she take a shower but then after she's put to bed after she's vacuuming um but the, right after she's shoveling food then it goes to her with a cigarette in her hand pouring in like an entire bottle of wine into this glass to the rim and then right after Dr Berman's killed that shows her vacuuming with wine in her hand and we've at some point. Oh, well, I've, I've got the I've got the couch conversation in. Yeah, it, and then so in between all of this, that. in between all of this too, between her pouring wine and vacuuming, then she's like cleaning the oven. Yeah, yeah, and then she, at some point she finds a bloody shirt that Todd's changed out of. But and that's when, then that's when, yeah, we'll get. But that, okay, that's, so. We had so Terry, right now Terry's at Andrea's apartment, and so she's like kind of trying to seduce him, I think. But he's like a, a total teetotaler, self-righteous, sanctimonious asshole, and is like, "Yeah, I don't drink." And then he's like, "They're watching TV," and he's like, "Why is there so much violence on television?" And then uh, Bill and Julie come home, and so they leave. So that's the end of that scene. Yeah, she's like, because the, the girl he's going to like kind of hang out with, the babysitter, she's like, we can have vodka or tomato juice or tomato juice and vodka. He's like, just the tomato juice, please. I'm he's like, so okay. annoying. So then we cut to Karen, who um, she's outside doing something. I don't know what she's doing, but she thinks she sees Terry, mm -hmm. and she tells him that she's ready to have sex. <laughs> so she's, yeah, she's like, I um, she's like, it's very, it's like laissez matter of fact. She's always, she's like, so I've just decided, like, yeah, I want to make love to you. <laughs> I think it's because like he wasn't really, but at, she talks about how like since she's come home from college, he hasn't paid as much attention to her, and I really think she's like just trying to do it to keep him. Honestly, that's what I got from it. But anyway, yeah, at the beginning of the movie, you're I think that makes sense at the beginning, and I don't know if it's the girl that's the babysitter, if it's a different girl, but there's these two joggers that come by them playing a game of football. Oh, it's the it's Karen. It is, it, yeah, it is the it is the babysitter. No, it's the I mean, it's the girlfriend. It's the girlfriend. Oh, that's who he's talking to? Yeah. 
Oh, well, never mind it. Mm. So, um, so she, so she, uh, yeah, she says she's ready to have sex. And so, um, he says, well, I'm Todd <laughs> and, and, I, like, and I've and never I've kissed never, a girl and I've never kissed a girl before. Move on. And So she's like, <laughs> oh, OK, well, sorry. OK, well, talk to you later. You should try it. Bye. And she yeah, runs she's away. Like, Gotta go run. Um, uh, 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 <laughs> OK, see you deuces. <laughs> so she runs into her friends, Greg and Artie, who then run into also Todd. I mean, no, Terry and Andrea, who are leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, the baby, the place where they were babysitting, which, you know, if I was Karen, I would be like questioning that because she was already questioning her at the dinner table. So yeah, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But, um, they're apparently supposed to go to this party at Andrea's, which it seems like, I mean, who was invited? Like, it, it's not a good party. So whatever. So it's, yeah, I guess they're, you know, they, it was supposed to be presumably after she was finished babysitting. So yeah, what party? It's just two people playing video games. Yeah, I know. So, so whenever uh, Karen's like, well, I just saw Todd. So Terry just like runs. He flees this scene. Well, he, 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 he's he like, goes, I'm going to go find him. At first he goes, are you sure? She's like, I wouldn't joke about this. Not with you. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, and yeah, yeah. So that leaves Artie, Karen, Andrew, and Greg. And instead of like, if, you know, if it was me and I, and I thought there was like a psychopath um, that had escaped a mental hospital on the loose in my apartment complex, I wouldn't just be so like laissez faire and be like, well, let's just go to this party. Let's, let's, let's just go to Andrea's and have this party. Mm-hmm. But that's exactly what Karen, Andrea, Greg, and Artie do. They go to, um, to, to Andrea's and that is when the mom uh, cuts to mom and she finds Todd uh, she f- that, that's actually when she starts compulsively eating drinking and and, uh, and cleaning because she knows he's at the complex like she's figured it out for yeah, some yeah. reason oh yeah um, well she and, just assumes because she yeah she just she definitely just assumes he's come there as well like she's and then yeah and then Todd finds the doctor's body and he takes her gun but, you know, he seems kind of upset, but then he's like, why didn't like he's like upset she's dead. But then he's like, why didn't you help me more? <laughs> like, yeah, I'm like, um, like, it's literally where you could look at you're her literally looking at half of her body and then look right to now. the left and see the other half of her and pan back to the right and see the other half of her. And he's like, why didn't you help me more? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe because my whole body's cut in half. Like, uh, psh, OK, so at this point. Off screen, okay, it cuts to where Julia and Bill, the people who have the Julia has the baby and she was on the date with Bill. So it cuts to mm-hmm. the them and they're they're in the apartment. That's and like Julie's now. like uh, yeah, uh you know, Bill's Bill who also happened to be the makeup artist for the movie, um he's makes some stupid jokes. He's clearly awkward. She's going to go put on something more comfortable. And so he's killed off screen while she's putting on lingerie. And when she finds she, when she comes out, she finds her, um, his head and she's stabbed to death. Yeah. Well, she's not stabbed yet. She's not stabbed for like another, I don't know. I know. Well, you don't actually see her death though. Yeah, you do. You do. Yeah. You walk, um, Karen I walks thought, in. I thought Karen, Karen just, I, I thought Karen just walked in af- after Karen, her death. Okay, so yeah, this is Bill. Bill, she walks. She thinks that Bill's at the door. She she looks at the peephole and she sees his face. She opens the door and sees his head hanging, cut off from an extension cord from the stairs. That's yeah. at forty two minutes in. Julie, Karen walks in on Julie having a machete pulled out of her chest. About 20 oh minutes yeah, you're right. You're right. So okay. yeah, we're, we're we're you know, 
Um, okay, so cut to after that. that but, after but, you that, but, but that head hanging from the extension cord was one of the coolest scenes as well. Like, it was a really cool special effect. Yeah, the guy that did the makeup, who was the, I mean, that guy, he's amazing. So then we cut to this really fun party at Andrea's um, where they're just taking turns. Play. Well, first, Andrea's teaching Karen how to drink tequila. And then Artie and Greg are playing some stupid video game. And then Greg wants to fuck Andrea, I guess. So, like, Karen starts playing video games with Artie. And that goes on for a little bit too long because I don't care. And yeah, yeah, if they were playing Mario Party, we don't want to talk about it. Or Goldeneye. Yeah, right, exactly. So <laughs> Andrew and Greg leave the room. And then, like, at some point, Karen and Artie go to find them. And they are, like, pretending to be dead in the room and scare them. <laughs> and then then they all end up splitting up at, at this point. So uh, Andrew and Greg go to the pool. They go to the tennis courts before the pool. They do go to the tennis courts before the pool, but I mean, they have, yeah, they shower and they get all they get all the blood cleaned off their bodies. And Terry is in there watching her blood shower. Cleaned off their bodies. Yeah, they had fake blood on the. Oh right. oh right, oh right, right, right. Sorry, yeah. I was like, okay. And and while all this has been going on, I don't know. I lost track of how many times um, Karen was telling every single person. Yeah, and like Todd said, he'd never be even kissed a girl before. And I wanted to be like, did you preface this with, hey, I want to fuck your brains out because I think you're Terry? No, you just basically no. keep saying she you just keeps have, yeah, the whole story. Is about embarrassing him. You yes. keep embarrassing him, and over you won't and tell over. anyone that you just flung yourself at the at the wrong person. And because at, at the end of the day, no one knew. No one's embarrassed other than you and it's like first of all that's probably the least of everyone's worries if they think he's murdering people oh he's never kissed anybody before i mean wh why do you keep telling the story girl <laughs> that's and not so, then that's not that's not why he's killing people so yeah, so and before we get to the you know tennis courts kind of stuff um with everyone split up and they're two separate groups terry goes back to his mom's apartment and puts her back to bed again um and every time we see her she's like being put to bed or getting or is back it out of bed. is terry putting her to bed or taught it's terry okay it's terry at this point yeah he's trying to put her to bed because basically he knows he's gonna go out and kill everybody i think um because he knows everyone out here is over here doing sex <laughs> So he's going to, like, put her to bed. Good, yeah, good thing Karen didn't bring it up. But she, she comes she, – every time she gets put in bed, she just screams and cries and starts guzzling more wine. I mean, she's she's a total mood, and I love her. Yeah, she is. Like, that's how, I wanna, that, that's how I want to – that's how I spend my Thanksgiving night, but minus the murder. <laughs> so they move from the tennis court to the pool – and uh or, this is greg and andrea and uh they're they're pretty quickly murdered this isn't a big you know this is just a, a slash a slash here a slash there they're on the diving board and they both it's a really it. cool sex scene though like i mean it's kind of hot and um tennis was kind of fun too and you can kind of see terry playing a game with them there but then when they're at the the pool it's another it's more of terry's whatever inner demons because he goes hey stop that and then like slashes on both with a machete yeah it's pretty cool but stop that like he is stop. so he's like, an incel is what he is yeah like let people have sex let people have their own lives get out of their facials like i don't know what he's doing take a chill lozenge and move on don't kill him so Ugh. then we kind of take Artie and karen here on a bridge um oh yeah oh and yeah 
they're like hanging out, whatever. It's, you know, cute little, I mean, they're just friends. Who cares? And then Terry scares them by jumping from under the bridge and grabbing, I think, Karen's ankles. Yeah, who, yeah. Who then like runs away. Yeah. It, even though Terry comes out and is like, it's just me. It's just me. Well, she leaves anyway. And yeah. um, so the uh, Artie and Terry are talking and he's like, Terry's standing kind of behind Artie and he um, stabs him in the neck with a carving fork. Carving fork. And this is where he really starts saying it isn't cranberry sauce. It isn't cranberry sauce. Oh, every time he like yeah. looks, at, every time he looks at blood, he just talks about how it's not cranberry sauce. Like I get it. Make it Thanksgiving themed, right? Like yeah, keep I guess. Keep, yeah. Her, keep reminding us this is a Thanksgiving movie. He says and it so, about forty thousand times. At so. least, at least, and and so yeah. While this is happening, and Julie's you know speed sped away. Now she's trying to get help. Not Julie, Karen. Karen. And she ends up in Julie's. Yeah, because she's yeah she she's kind of figured out the truth. So she's she goes to Julie's. She finds uh. The, well, and, and, and she, she and does. She, walks, she finds them. She then. walks into she walks into the apartment, and she walks into the back bedroom. And right when she walks in, Terry is pulling the machete out of Julie's chest. But how did he have that much time? How did he have time to get there from? How did he get? Down? How did he get from freaking slashing Greg and Andrew in the pool to being under the bridge in the woods? I mean, he's clearly teleporting. He's a ma- he's a magician. Well, anyway, Karen takes the baby because uh, she that's wants to save do. the baby. Yeah, I guess yeah. that's what you do. Um, it's kind of like um, when um, Hills uh, have eyes. Hills have eyes, and um, Jessica Biel wow. takes the baby in the Texas Chainsaw remake. And I remember when we, that first scene when we first watched that movie, you know, back in two thousand three when it came out. You had said, oh, "Of course, Jessica Biel is going to save the baby. This isn't Seventh Heaven. Run, bitch!" I know. <laughs> You're um, like, stop saving everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, uh, you know what? I, I saw that. I think you. I think it was you. We saw in the. Th- oh, I saw in the theater with my dad. You might have been with us. I was with you. It was me, you, and your dad. Oh my god! And I said that in front of my dad. Oh, yeah. Well. Okay. Um, so yeah, then, so, so yeah. then it comes to my favorite part. Okay, oh, my favorite god. part of the whole movie. Mom is calling the operator. Oh god. And she's sitting on the couch and like I. I wish I had a sound clip of her. Like, she's wasted and she's just she like is wasted, crying, and she's like, "I need to get a hold of." Like, you do, you do it. You you probably remember it better than I. Oh, do. I don't remember. I don't remember the word for word because I was laughing during so much of like what she's saying. Um, I don't remember the word for word. Um, but she's, she's like, I mean, she's just basically begging, and I'm like, I don't know who she's calling. Like, I don't know if it's 911 or the operator. It's, it's just an operator. So uh, I'm like, and finally she's like, okay, thank you. She calls the wrong number at one point. Like, I mean, she's literally drunk dialing. I mean, it's just. Yeah, it, she's like hysterically shrieking it, like to call, connect her to Brad. She's like, I need to, like, not to the police. She's like, connect me with the Brad. I need to talk to him. Yeah, like, I'm like, just, just walk two doors like, down, girl. Why, yeah, why don't you just get well with she Well, does, she, but... she's very fucking wasted. Oh, she does. You're right. She does. But she's just so, she's she's been drinking for hours. And she hours. is like, she's just crying. Like and guzzling. She's talking to her about stuff that she doesn't need to be talking to. Like, just like random stuff of that she's like, just basically like, can I please talk to you? I have no, like, I need a friend. <laughs> um, so I like that scene. So then um, at the same time, Terry, Karen, and the baby are all at the pool. And then Todd shows up to fight Terry. Karen pulls, so Karen pulls Todd 
out of the pool. And so, and then mom appears because at mom and after the operator call, mom has found mom has gone, I guess, figured out, well, I might as well just walk to his office. Next door. Yeah. yeah. And so she goes and she sees that Brad's dead. So she, even though she found Terry's bloody shirt, she still thinks, you know, in her head, it's Todd still. And so she shows up. I don't know how she knows her at the pool, but she shows up and it's a nice pool. It's like a, it's like it's like a covered indoor like gym, yeah. level. like like a like a pool you'd find in like a university. It's a very nice. It huge. looks different also than the pool that they. I mean, I know it's the same pool, but it looks different to me than the pool there. It like from the earlier scene to me. Because I think it's because of the different angle and the lighting. It is because you can't tell it's like indoor in the first scene. But it, yeah, it was. It, it did look different. <laughs> it looked a little. It looked more. Yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. So um. So Matt, mom appears and shoots and kills Terry. Shoots him. She's just boom, 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 yeah, boom. Four times. But she thinks she's killed Todd. So then, um, you know, she's hugging on Todd. On, to, um, yeah, on Todd. On Todd. Has, yeah. And she's like, that son of a bitch. He's the worst. It's just us now. It's going to be you and me. You're my favorite. Todd is nothing. Todd is dead. Terry, my life is incomplete without yeah. you. You're the noon of my stars. You're the love of my life. And then and what happens? Then and then we is- have this weird fucking scene. So Todd well, says, Todd I'm, goes, I am Todd, Todd goes, I'm Todd. And then she's <laughs> like, then she stands, she, he stands up. She's just still sitting there and he starts repeating, screaming, I'm Todd. I'm Todd. And then she starts saying it at the same right. time. I thought I was Reason. wondering. I had to rewatch that scene a few times. I was like, all of a sudden she's saying something. And then all They're of a sudden. Both, it, they are both it, screaming. It, it, I'm it morphs, Todd. It morphs into, because that's not what she starts out screaming. Then it morphs into her. It's kind of like if any uh, of our listeners. What is she saying at first? I don't remember, but it's, it morphs into I'm Todd. I'm Todd. Like, she's not even saying that coherently because it gave me vibes um, for anyone listening. Um, in one of the later seasons of Game of Thrones, when we find out Hodor, his name is like a shortened version of hold the door. So it's him screaming, hold the door, hold the door, Hodor. Like, I don't know what was going on with this scene and the music was out of control and everyone is screaming and crying, but she morphs into saying, I Todd. Like it so was so she's weird. screaming, I'm Todd. And then she gets her gun that she killed. She, she used to kill Terry with. And, uh, I can't remember if Karen runs out. I think Karen runs out with the baby right after this, but, um, yeah, she, yeah, yeah. And then, um, so Maddie slash mom picks up the gun and, and shoots herself in the head. And, um, yeah. And then Karen takes that baby and she makes this kind of like, Oh shit, she dead, dead. And like, she bolts, like, it's like the weirdest, like (gasps) on her face. And she's just gone. Like, I mean, no explanations, no words. It's just kind of like, well, God, she's going to be fucked for life. No, she, yeah, no, I think that her, her face said, like, oh my God, like, what <laughs> like, it the was just, fuck? It was so, yeah, it was so abrupt. So, yeah, yeah and it. then that's the end of the movie, is, and it's, it's, you know, it's a pretty nasty, like, little ending of a slasher movie. You don't, it, like, it's, it's not happy. Yeah, and so, like, this was a pretty, like, this is only, like, 80 minutes movie. It's a very short movie, especially for a slasher. Um, well, not so, especially for a slasher, but... Well, uh, I mean, most of them are at least 90. I mean, 10 minutes makes a difference. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. I know. I've seen... I mean, that 10 minutes made a huge difference. 
They they do sometimes. I'm not being facetious here. No, but, I agree uh, with you. I agree with you. Ten minutes does make a huge difference. Like I mean, if I I would have loved ten more minutes of her eating food on the floor. Me I mean, too. Me too. <laughs> I mean, because she was a total mood. I think that as like out of control as she was, I think her character was essential to like. Her character was totally essential. Everything about this movie, because it's like, I think that. She, Half the film was just her losing her mind and screaming at this operator. I don't know. I just. <laughs> oh my god, the operator scene is is just like it. Just that scene in itself is enough to just watch the whole movie. That and the cut it, the woman who gets cut in half. Like, um. So I do have some fun facts. Would you like to hear them? I, well, I don't care. I'm going to tell you anyway. So as, as long as you tell me you, first, you have to answer me a question, yes or no, and then I'll let you. Okay. I don't care what your answer is, but I need you. Okay. I need to know. I've been dying. To, I've been dying to know yes or no. Are you going to ask me the question? Oh, or yeah. do you oh, just oh, want me to say oh, yes or no? Okay. Oh, oh. I was like, do you like cranberry sauce? No. Okay. Go, no, do, go, go do on. You? Go, yeah. Go on with the facts. <laughs> I mean, I might like it now. I don't know. Not, I like, I like, I like putting cran, like cran raisin things and stuff. So I, I just, last night when I was making dinner, I would just like had this urge to eat cranberry sauce. I was like, Oh, it's cause I've seen this movie three times in two days. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. There are a few things that we already said. Um, it was filmed in 83. It did not get released till 87. It was first released as nightmare at shadow woods to, um, to, uh, I guess play off of the success of Nightmare on Elm Street because, <clears throat> sorry, one of the taglines is uh, one of the taglines for the Nightmare at Shadow Woods was not all the evil is on Elm Street, so it was oh, released. You know what? The that makes sense. I didn't realize that. Um, the eighty three to eighty seven because this movie to be eighty seven, I was expecting. Other than the mom, like I was expecting the movie itself to be a little sillier. Cause, yeah, you know, like, it, yes. So it, it has film, an early 80s vibe yeah. because it was filmed in 83. Yeah. Oh, interesting. That makes sense. So, um, yeah. So it was first released in, um, in theatrically in 87 under the Nightmare title. Um, but it was heavily censored and most of the gore was cut, as was the beginning, as was like a, a lot of the scene. I don't know how much of this the beginning scene where with at the mental hospital was cut out. It might have been the whole thing uh, because it says say, it said somewhere it was where like the mom's going there. So I'm assuming the whole thing. Um, and like you said, the working title was complex, which I mean, made sense. It was in a complex a complex. Um, <laughs> The writer of the movie is Bruce Rubin, who uh, actually wrote Jacob's Ladder and Ghost. So I thought that was interesting. The mom was played by uh, Louis oh, Lasser. And he did Zapped and Zapped again. Right. I was more just like, you know, saying the ones that he was critically acclaimed for. But um, um, Zapped is a very iconic movie. Well, I'm saying he won an Oscar, I think, for Ghost. So um, as a writer. Yeah, I think so. For screenplay. I know he was nominated. I don't no, know. That's if fine. Won, I'll just, but, um, so in Louise Lasser, as I said earlier, she was in Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman, which mm -hmm. was a weird, um, I, a weird like parody of a soap opera that came out in the seventies, which I think she kind of brought some of that to the she, movie. She did bring it. That's that's that, and that's one reason I think I got some soap. I mean, my very first intro to the review, whatever, was the soap opera of slashers, and I think that it was her experience bringing that, and I loved that. I loved it. It was different. Yeah. 
And so we had uh, special effects was done by Ed French, who's uh, super famous now, and he also played Bill in the movie. I'm gonna quickly go yeah, through what, some yeah, of the movies. Okay, yeah. so some of them are not gonna be you know as good as others. So he did. Um, he was credited as doing the makeup illusions for Sleepaway Camp. He did the makeup for Sleepaway Camp. Um, Amityville Two, Chud, the stuff, Breeders, ne- Necropolis, Creepshow Two. Um, House on Tombstone Hill, a.k.a. Dead Dudes in the House, which is a movie I really like. Terminator 2. He did the special effects in Terminator 2. Star Trek 4, or Star Trek 6, White Chicks. <laughs> Venom, The Black Dahlia, Midnight Meat Train, which is that movie with Bradley Cooper. He did mm. the special effects in Return to Sleepaway Camp, even though it's a... Mm. Paul Blart, Mall Cop, um, Terminator Salvation, Sinister 2. He's done some episodes of Westworld, The Office, and his most recent was he did the special effects in the new SpongeBob SpongeBob movie. So, it, and he also did um, a couple episodes in Buffy and, and Tales did, from the Crypt. And he did he did he did also original Sleepaway Camp. That's why I said you said Return to Sleepaway Camp. No, I said both. I said he did the makeup. It was, he was credited as doing makeup illusions in Sleepaway Camp. It was the first oh, thing. Oh, I said. oh, oh! I was wondering. Oh, I thought I was like, what are illusions? Well, then, I mean, it, it was he did the makeup. So I, I, I was so stuck on the word illusions, and now I look. Yes, I yes, because I was like, what are illusions? And I didn't. Yeah, hear I know. You say that's Sleepaway well. That's Camp. what it. That's what it's. I was just saying that's what it said. So. Gotcha. Um, the producer was Marianne Cantor, who was um, also played the doctor. She ended up playing the doctor because the actress just didn't show up. But you know what? <laughs> you know what? female producer and she she busted her ass um the reason it was filmed in florida is because most of her backing the um, money wise was uh, from people in florida but she worked her ass off getting the money to pay to produce this movie and and slow clap for her being a female producer in 1983 yeah. making Holy a fucking shit. movie hells yeah and it, and again it's not a bad movie i mean it no, was it's it, not it had really like God. And you can watch it on Amazon, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on Prime. Um, It's included with Prime currently. So... Ugh. So okay, so, so it was released in eighty seven theatrically, like I said, but it was heavily cut. Most of the gore was cut out. Then it was released the same year um, as Blood Rage by Prism Entertainment. Um, though the opening credits confusingly identified <laughs> the film title as Slasher. Uh, preach. But it included a lot more of the gore as well as the early scene missing from Nightmare, re- the Nightmare release of Maz- Maddie visiting Todd at the mental hospital. Mental hospital. <laughs> <laughs> and I do think, and I wrote, like, I do think as much as he, as, as uh, the character of, of um, Terry, yeah, Terry could be, like, cheesy. I think the actor, especially, like, I know he maybe had done some stage stuff. I, you know, this is one of his first things. And playing two characters like that, especially his, um, his role as Todd, I think he did a really good job. I think he did a good and job. He, I, mean, I think he did a good it, yeah. job, not only the acting, but like the physical acting. Like he made himself look different. Like, I mean, and I don't just mean like he had his hair different. I mean, like his the way he stood, the way that like his mannerism. Well, there was a lot of uh, you could see a different level of I don't know if it was confidence or arrogance or like he or, would hunch over more when he was taught, you know, yeah, like I think that was like, some inferiority kind of victim kind of psychological, you know, like, yeah, I totally get that. And like, I didn't like him as Terry. I don't think you were supposed to. But I also think maybe you were supposed to because he was supposed to be this athletic, the smart, one that everyone 
liked and charismatic you know, like she clearly had i mean mom clearly had a hard time believing that you know she didn't want to know she she did not want to know that terry had, had actually been had actually been the one that did it all this time you know and that she had put her other son in a mental hospital for like <laughs> ever for 10 years so um yeah. now i want to quickly we'll go through the kills because i think and um and this this one we Alex and I talked about this a little bit like well before we started recording, but um, when we were looking this stuff up just so we knew that we had all the kills, this uh, we usually get it's the you go to the same website I go to it's like a wiki like body count kind of it's, thing. There's always a wiki fandom page, yeah. yeah. And the, so this is the first time though I've seen them put how many like uh, they put the death and how far into the movie the death happened, which I thought was really cool because then you get to see how you know how quick how, how well also how a director works with um, like how long they think they need to go in between where something's happening. You know what I mean? Totally. So okay. Yeah. We have our first kill, which is the kid at the drive-in. He's hacked two times in the face with a hatchet. That's five minutes into the movie. And then after that, you do you would expect for there to be a time, a, a longer amount of time that goes after the, um, especially when you have like a delay in time, so it's ten years later. You expect that there you're gonna there's gonna be a wait for another t- kill. That's right. normal. So you know, okay. So the second kill is Brad. The landlord slash um, Maddie slash mom's uh, new fiance. His hands cut off and his head split in half with a machete. And that's 21 minutes into the movie. So we've got our first kill within 16 minutes of the first one, which is kind of crazy. Um, number three is Jackie, the weird assistant to Dr. Berman, and he stabbed through the gut with a machete. That's at 23 minutes in. So that was two minutes later. And then you have um, Dr. Berman, who's cut in half with a machete, 25 minutes in. So that's another two minutes. And then uh, the next kill is Bill, which is off screen, but you do see the aftermath and he's decapitated. That's 42 minutes in. So there's a 17 minute window between the Dr. Berman kill and um, and the the bill off screen kill and the, and and the and the time between is is much needed to get us into the loving headspace of Maddie the mother and her OCDs and her Yeah, and you need to alcoholism. get into like the kids like <laughs> and well and the kids have to meet up like you have to, you know like a bunch of stuff ha- you you need you can't just have kill after kill you have to have like other stuff happening in the movie so No, I get it. I just want to say like any both of these breaks it is it's either going to be um, all the these breaks. It's either going to be the kids telling. It's either going to be Karen saying he's never kissed a girl, Terry <laughs> saying it's not cranberry sauce, or the mother drinking wine. But it's amazing. Yep. Yep. <laughs> or and like just stuffing her face with whatever is in front of her. <laughs> um. So after her, that off-screen kill, we have Greg who was slashed and killed with a machete on the diving board. That's 54 minutes in. So that's 12 minutes after. We had the off-screen Bill death. And then at the same time, yeah, at 54 second. minutes, we have Andrea, who is also slashed and killed um, with a machete in her... Like, she's mainly slashed in the face. Um, yeah. And apparently that effect was done the same way that the effect um, in The Exorcist was done whenever um, he goes oh. and he, he sees the the words, like, help me on her stomach. Yeah. That's how they did that effect. So oh, that's cool. Yeah. 
Yeah. So the eighth, we're on to the eighth death now, which is Artie. He's stabbed in the neck with a carving fork, and that's one hour in. So that. So my is, question is, why did he let go of the machete? All of a sudden, it's just everyone's been a machete. Why is he a carving fork? I don't know. I, I don't know. Right? Yeah. Where'd it go? Yeah, anyway. Thanksgiving, I guess. So that's six. <laughs> so you got six minutes after the last uh, death. And then number nine, you have Julie, who was found stabbed in the chest with a machete one hour and five minutes in. So that's five minutes later. Then 10 is Terry. He shot it at least four times by Maddie and perhaps drowns as well because he's in the pool. And that's an hour and 13 minutes in. So. Um, which you would expect because you have to have the showdown between Todd and Terry and then when mm-hmm. Ma- and you have to have Maddie come in. So that's it, but it's still only um, like six minutes, I think, or something like that. So what's 13 minus five? No, eight minutes. Eight minutes. Sorry. I was one. I was like, what math? I was like, this is that new math. What's oh, that? I was looking at the wrong thing. And then I wouldn't want to do math. Okay. So then uh, as our last death, number 11, we have Maddie and she's killed with a self-inflicted gunshot wound. And that happens at one hour and 16 minutes, which is three minutes after the uh, death of Terry. So there's three minutes of this. Uh, there's In these three minutes is when we have Maddie being like, oh, thank God Todd's dead and Terry, you have favorite I'm and, then, and i'm, I'm todd. todd and it, I'm it, todd. it seems like a lot longer than three minutes i'm just gonna say it's it was insane re- i kind of liked it though and i, th- I it was good but it was a I, long I, I, I time i thought it was and not even in like a weird quirky way like i thought it was creepy yeah she's she, the mom brought it the mom brought a lot of quirky creepy Everything. I think this movie would have been totally different if the mom was somebody else. Yeah, I, yeah. That that I think that she knew how to act in certain in a certain way because of Mary Hartman. Mary Hartman. Yeah. And I think she really brought that that kind of uh, essence. I don't know. I, that's the word. But I like um, the word essence. Yeah. Bottle it up. And give it to me. So, um, yeah, those were the kills. And uh, what are you going to rate it? I mean, they give it a solid three. Out of five. Yeah, I think I'm going to give it a, a 3.5. Yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, surprisingly it, good. I mean, I watched it three times in two days, so I clearly enjoyed it. Yeah, it's a, it's a different, and you know, I, I am not a fan of the earlier slashers as much because they are darker, and this definitely is a dark, it, it does get dark at the end, you know, but there are a lot of moments that are just, like, lighthearted and fun that make it, and especially with the mom that, or even with the kids, you know, when they're, like, playing video games and stuff and whatever, like, there's enough that makes it fun. Yeah, and some of the dark things that I thought, you know, that kind of, that get glossed over due to the, you know, we don't really pay attention because we're focused on these really cool special effects, the the synthy music, the everything kind of, there every now and then some, something really cool, um, either uh, audio or visually kind of pulls you out of what's happening, but like what's happening is first of all, we have at least one, we have two humans, they're twins, they have their own connection. One of them is clearly suffering, somehow without treatment and one of them is suffering for a different way and getting treatment he doesn't need kind of thing and we have a mother who is has experiencing guilt and loss and you know it's it's a holiday she's engaged and then like there's just a lot of deep dark psychological things going on and if you look at it from that perspective it it makes this movie a lot darker than than it is yeah yeah 
Um, and, and and so you had mentioned earlier, you know, how one of the taglines was not all the evil is on Elm Street. And that was connected to the Nightmare at Shadow Woods, I think you had said. Um, another tagline that I saw, which is my favorite one, it just says this Thanksgiving. It's not cranberry sauce. Oh, my God. <laughs> so anyone who, like, didn't have any clue what the hell we were doing at the beginning of this episode, like, that was the tagline. This this, this cranberry sauce thing makes an impression when you watch the movie. Like, it really does. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, he says it about a million times. So, um, before we, uh, before we say get gagged, um, I <laughs> don't forget, don't forget to, uh, subscribe to us on your podcast platform of, you know, your personal preference, whatever, um, or YouTube. And we do have exclusive content on YouTube that you won't find on the podcast. Um, Rate, review, subscribe, share with your friends, follow us on Instagram, uh, gag me with a knife podcast. And on Twitter, it's gag knife podcast. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So stay gagged with great cranberry sauce. Stay um, gagged. <laughs> well, stay gagged with like uh, multiple hatchet wounds. Stay gagged with diving board sex and stay gagged with um, toasting people's engagements to glasses of milk oh and to also t- uh gag yourself on just shoving thanksgiving leftovers into your face and when you're done with that gag yourself on vacuuming while you have a glass of wine in your hand while you gag doesn't... yourself with wine yeah while you gag on wine and i will say my final gag will be stay gagged on our month of blood here on gag me with a knife podcast gag on some blood mm-hmm See you guys. Remember when you ran away and I got on my knees and begged you not to leave because I go berserk? Well, you left me anyhow and then the days got worse and worse and now you see I've gone completely out of my mind. And... They're coming to take me away, haha. They're coming to take me away, ho ho, hee hee, haha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away, haha. You thought it was a joke, and so you laughed. You laughed when I had said that losing you would make me flip my lid. Right? You know you laughed, I heard you laugh You laughed, you laughed and laughed And then you left, but now you know I'm utterly mad And they're coming to take me away, ha-ha They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha To the happy home with trees and flowers And chirping birds and basket weavers Who sit and smile and twiddle their thumbs and toes And they're coming to take me away, I cooked your food, I cleaned your house, and this is how you pay me back for all my kind, unselfish, loving deeds. Ha! Well, you just wait, they'll find you yet, and when they do, they'll put you in the ASPCA, you mangy mutt. And they're coming to take me away, ha-ha, they're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha, to the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time, and I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats, and they're coming to take me away, ha-ha, to the happy home with trees and flowers and chirping birds and basket weavers who sit and smile.